everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama, where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating, and romantic relationships. My practical yet spiritual approach to getting emotionally naked and attracting what I call a guardian of your soul will be music to your ears. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. It is so great to see you all. And I am having a really, really wonderful day. I just enrolled another beautiful woman in my 12-week emotionally naked dating coaching course. I show beautiful, successful women how to find a guardian of their soul for the rest of their lives. Many of the women who go through my course and work with me actually do it in 12 weeks. It's surprising and wonderful. But the best part about all of this is that the women who do this go through a major transformation in this part of their lives. So let's dive in. We're going to talk about whether or not you should date men who are recently divorced or recently widowed and what to really look for when you're doing that, because you don't want to waste time getting involved with the wrong men. This is really one of the hardest things It's important to realize we want to be hopeful if we meet somebody and there's chemistry and there's a connection. We really want to follow that because it doesn't happen all that often. And when you feel that connection with somebody, it's really hard to say no or to pull away and not pursue it, right? But there are a lot of hazards. And I do think from my own personal experience, if we were a bit more clear, actually a lot more clear about some of the hazards that lay down the road ahead of us, we wouldn't go down those roads. We would know that it wouldn't be (laughs) worth our while to do that and that we would just be setting ourselves up for heartbreak. And that's what we do when we keep repeating the same mistakes, when we rush into relationships, and especially when we go into relationships with men who are recently divorced or widowed. It's really a tough one. So when it comes to men who have just suffered trauma, which is a divorce or or losing a partner, very often men do not process their sorrows, their upsets, their emotional disappointments in the same way that women do. I don't advise anybody rushing in, even if you're a woman, you don't want to rush right into another relationship right out of a divorce or if you just lost a partner. But especially with men, it's a little bit different. And this is what I really want to encourage all of you to consider. A man who's wounded and who's just come out of a long-term relationship, men don't seek help. They don't go out and seek help the same way that most women do. They don't go to therapy. They don't even talk to their friends or their loved ones unless they have a close female friend or a woman in their lives that they can talk about this stuff. They really don't have anyone to talk to. I want you to think about this. They don't want to show weakness. Men pride themselves on being capable of taking care of their own emotions. And so they don't want to have to go to anybody and let them see that they're depressed or down or heartbroken. And they won't talk to their male friends about this stuff because they don't want their friends to see them as failures or losers. Men are extremely concerned about how other men view them. So it's really important to think about how the male ego works to understand that men don't want to appear weak. 
They pride themselves on being able to solve their own issues and problems. This is really sad. It's a part of what's called toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is sad because from a very early age, men are taught big boys don't cry, act like a man, suck it up. And they get bullied and teased by other boys if they show weakness, if they cry, if they fall and cry and the boys will, you know, give them hell and whatever. And so it's really important to understand the psychology of men and where they're coming from and how they operate. You don't want to become a man's crutch. So what will often happen is this, when men are in that weakened state, when they're just coming out of a divorce or that they've just been widowed, they will find a partner or a woman that they can talk to. The first woman they can find who's loving and compassionate and understanding so that they can feel better. So you really will be a rebound. You're going to find that especially recently divorced men, they're going to go after the first woman that comes along. They're going to be very excited because if their marriage failed, whether they broke it up or the woman broke it up, they are going to feel like they failed. Most men, if they got married, they loved the woman and they will feel that they failed. And for men, when they lose their wife, they are cut off from their primary emotional support system. So I really want you all to think about how this would be for a man. Men want to make us happy. They want to be our heroes. Now look, in a bad marriage, a man's going to shut down and pull away and he's going to close himself off and he may disconnect from a woman that he doesn't feel like he can connect with. And so what happens is once they get divorced and that marriage breaks up, usually his ex is going to cut him off emotionally. She's going to be angry. She's going to make him feel like a failure. She's going to punish him emotionally. And so that man is not going to feel good about himself as a man. And then he may get out and start dating again. And he's going to meet a woman and she's going to be interested in him and see him as a good guy. She's going to see all the positives. She's going to make him feel great. And he's going to fall for her. He's going to be hungry for that. He wants that validation. His male ego needs to feel validated and like he's not a loser and a jerk and a terrible husband and a bad man because his marriage failed. So he's needy. Do you all get this? He's needy, desperate for love and attention and validation and we as women come in and we want to be the loving, supportive <laughs> woman. And we want to show him that we're different from other women. And so we're going to get sucked right into that. We're going to see this man who is wounded and he's a little bit less than he, he would normally be. And one of the problems, I want you to think about this. One of the problems with that is these men are in a weakened state. Men don't want their woman to see them in a weakened state. They want their women to see them as strong and macho and put together and capable. And so they come in wounded and damaged from a failed marriage or from having their partner die. And they're wanting to feel good about themselves. They want to feel uplifted and good and all. And so they're going to probably attach to somebody who's going to be a caretaker, who's going to take care of them. And a lot of us as women, that's what we do. 
we come in and we want to rescue men and nurture them and, you know, mother them. And we're going to make it okay to be with these guys. And these guys in the beginning, they're going to be really excited. First of all, they've been in a marriage or they've been in a long-term relationship and they're hungry for sex and a new partner and the novelty of all of that. And they're emotionally needy. So my suggestion is, unless you really know the background and you really get clear, ideally, this man would have had a few relationships and some time, even some therapy before you would consider dating him. If you don't really take the time to figure this out, you're going to get your heart broken. You also want to find out what happened in his marriage. Now, I will say, I know some people who have been in bad marriages and met someone else and that was the right partner. They divorced their wife or their husband and they got into a new relationship with somebody and they just really were with the wrong person. They were with the wrong person and they find the right person and that does happen. So I'm not saying it can never work out. I also know people who are with men who were widowed and they can make very, very, very good partners. But you want to make sure that they have processed through any of that emotional pain, probably gone to a grief group and that they're not still holding on to memories of their wife. Of course, they're going to hold on to memories. They shared a life together but you want somebody whose heart is open to a new relationship and a new person. So you've got to be very, very careful. Anybody involved with somebody who's recently divorced, if somebody's entertaining the idea of getting involved with somebody like that, or somebody who's been involved with a widow or the who, you know, whose heart wasn't open or they're involved with someone like that right now. It's very important that you enter into a relationship consciously, that you really think about what you're doing and that you don't just jump into something just because it looks good and feels good. You've got to really think about what you're doing or you're going to keep getting into the wrong relationships and getting your heart broken and you're going to wind up doing damage to yourself, irreparable damage. This is how we accumulate baggage and we feel like failures and we want to give up. It's very, very hard. Kaylee said years ago, I was talking to a guy, he was married, but he said he's getting a divorce. He's not. So I moved on. Yeah. You don't even want to get involved with somebody who's married and says he's getting a divorce. That's even worse than just dating someone who is divorced. Guys who tell you that they're getting divorced. Uh uh-uh. Don't go there. Don't even go there. And why would a man even be talking or flirting with someone else? He needs to be divorced or they need to be really separated. But it's not a good deal. It's not, it's not a good bet because most of you are going to find out that once these guys get back on their feet, they're going to want to get out there and they're going to want to start dating other women, especially healthy guys <laughs> once they're back to their normal selves and they're feeling good again, a lot of these guys are going to want to go out and start sowing their oats and you're going to feel burned because you, you know, you were so loving and kind and caring and all, and they go off and they meet someone else and you're like, wait a minute, I was there for you. I thought we had something and they will tell you in the moment you're fabulous and this is wonderful. And they may even ask you to get into a relationship 
And they may think that that's what they want. It may not even be a deception, but they will get involved with you and then they will start to pull away. And it's really sad. It's sad because it's a road that we all know if we go down, there's just heartbreak down there. And keep in mind, once these men start to feel good about themselves, they want to play the field, they want to see what's out there, and they will use you as a stepping stone to get there. So Julia said, I just put myself through this. He had just come out of a five-year relationship and he and I saw each other every weekend for seven months straight, even packed up their apartment. He moved to his sister's and I quickly felt him pulling away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Julia, it's really a shame, honey. Yeah, it can even be a long-term relationship. It doesn't have to be a divorce, but they find somebody, they start to feel good. You know, they pull you in, they make you feel like, oh yeah, this is what I want. And then once they get back over the shock of the breakup, they're going to go right back out and they're going to see what's available. And we get hurt. We feel really burned and used, right? We feel used and it sucks. It's not a good feeling and I would really avoid it unless you really talk to this person and they've been doing work and they've really been looking at what's been going on, maybe even seeing a therapist. But these things are deep for men and they don't just get over them. I know so many women who have tried to date men who've been really hurt in their relationships and a lot of women do not realize how sensitive men are how sensitive. They're really sensitive. And because they don't have a whole bunch of girlfriends, they don't have their girls to sit and talk about this stuff with, and it's not kosher for them to do it with guys, who are they going to talk to? Has anybody else been through this? Is anybody going through this right now? Is anybody curious about how you really pick a great partner? This is the kind of stuff I cover in my course. So I do a three-month course. It's called Emotionally Naked Dating. You can find the link for women who really just want to get this solved. They're done suffering and struggling and trying to figure this out and they just want a solution. That's what I do. I can show you exactly how to solve this so that you can find true love for the rest of your life and not waste any more time. Yeah, you've been single for eight to nine years, Julia. There's no reason a beautiful young woman like you should be single for that long and getting duped by guys like this. There's a way to find an incredible partner. So I want to read a letter. I'm going to actually take a moment and read a beautiful email that came to me two days ago from one of my amazing, amazing clients. So this is a woman who just completed my course and she said, hi, Benjamin and Lisa, I wanted to share about my recent experiences. As a reminder, I am freshly off the course. It feels as though all my matches are just getting better and better. All the matches since I got online during the course have been a night and day difference from my previous prospects. I have experienced an incredible improvement in the quality of men I am attracting. I have to share that like the other women, the matches that have had the most alignment have shared that they loved my profile and had doubts as to whether it was real or not. My husband actually writes the profiles for the women in my group, and he's just a brilliant writer. He writes from his heart, and the men love the profiles. On Friday, I had an amazing four-hour-long conversation with a gentleman who I felt an incredible connection and kinship with. We have set a date to meet, and I know that I am taking steps in the right direction towards my heart's desire. 
This conversation has taken place after having a wonderful 30-minute conversation with a different gentleman and then an hour-long conversation with another and a few wonderful dates, reassuring the feeling of consistent progress in the direction of the guardian of my soul. I do not know what will happen with this gentleman, but I do know this is a product of the great and life-changing work that is prompted by what you offer in your course. Cannot thank you both enough, and I hope to share my joy with you. Thank you for helping me and so many other women have the courage, tools, and guidance to pursue the love and relationships we desire. I will not forget your words, Benjamin, that I am family. I am so touched and blessed to be a proud part of this family. So that was from a client who just graduated my course. So you can see when you have the right tools to get this right, it is a life-changing experience. And that's what's possible. That's what's possible. Yeah, Julia, it's incredible. I mean, if you don't want to waste any more time and you really want to get this sorted out, we will show you how to, you know, we'll make a, a night and day difference, as she wrote, in your dating experience. Not only will we give you the tools to talk to men and to pick the right men, not to waste time with married men or men who are recently divorced or men who are recently widowed. But we're talking about not just giving you the tools to get online, but we're going to write your profile for you. We're going to get your pictures. We're going to show you how to choose the right men. We're actually going to also show you how you got here. Why is a beautiful young woman like you still single? Why haven't you met your partner? We're going to get to the truth so that you can really look at that and move forward in your life and have true love. Find a wonderful, wonderful man. Does anybody have any questions? I'd love to answer some of your questions, either about the topic or if you don't have questions about the topic, it could be any dating related question. I know there's some great people on this call. <laughs> I see you all. I know you're there. So anybody who's wanting to get this solved, who wants to find a true partner, where are you all struggling? What's holding you back? What's going on in your love life that you haven't found the guardian of your soul? I know dating is challenging, so I know many of you have questions. Julia says, so how do you not allow the heartbreak to affect you? I am a very empathetic person and the lies and betrayal truly affect me. Well, Julia, the way that you do that and not let that stuff affect you you have to start to learn how not to take things personally. You've got to learn that this is part of what people do and that it has nothing to do with you. That, you know, people's behavior, while it's hurtful, it isn't about you. You didn't deserve that treatment. You have to develop a really positive inner dialogue so that you can support yourself right now. You have a negative voice that's telling you that he lied and he didn't value you. No, he doesn't value himself, but you have to learn how to talk to yourself internally so that you can walk yourself through these things and not let them stop you. And it takes practice. And that's one of the things we do in my course is that I teach you how to develop a positive inner dialogue so that you can support yourself through this. Bonnie says, what about somebody who's in their 50s and has never been married? How would you approach him? Bonnie, I would want to know more. I would want to really understand if he had, you know, got engaged and then it didn't work out. A lot of those guys who haven't been married by their 50s are very often 
commitment phobic. They have commitment issues or they would have met somebody by now. So again, you need the right way to assess this stuff or you're going to get pulled into a relationship and you can waste years of your life. I mean, he'll enjoy being with you until he gets bored and then he moves on to the next one and the next one. That's what happens, Bonnie, when men have commitment issues. And if you don't know how to navigate that, you're going to wind up spending years in, in a relationship only to waste time. And you'll just be three years older and you'll be single again. So I'd be very careful. My clients learn how to assess, how to find out if a guy has commitment issues or if he's really available. I teach them how to do that. Lenny says, how about sharing how you met Benjamin? <laughs> well, Lenny, I met him online. I met him on J-Date. <laughs> and it was a long journey. I went on almost 100 first dates and I was looking for a hell yes. I wanted to meet my guy and just know, you know, this was the man I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And it wasn't like, hell yes, like I was over the moon and jumping up and down and whatever. It was like, wow, this man's done his work. This man has his act together. I knew when I looked in his eyes that this was the man I was going to spend the rest. Of, well, I didn't know on our first date, but I knew he was an extraordinary person. But it was the result of a lot of hard work that I did on myself. Cindy says, what signs do you see quickly with online dating to realize the man you're texting with is not who they say they are? Cindy, you've got to do a reverse photo search. So you put in Google reverse photo search and you see if his pictures are real. And then as quickly as you possibly can, you try to get him on the phone or get him on a Zoom call. And don't waste time because a lot of these guys are married. They're in relationships and they're just filling the void or they're catfishers or scammers. You know, if they won't get on a call with you or on a Zoom call, that's cause for concern. And you need to push for that. So Karen says, so you meet men from online sites. What kind of conversations should you be having to know if it's worthwhile to meet in person? Some say give everyone a chance, but that's a waste of time. Karen, I would be getting on Zoom calls and, uh, you know, having a call with them because now with COVID and stuff, people are willing to do that. And I would get on a Zoom call and see if there's any connection, if you like him, if you feel that there's a reason to go on a date. So that's what I would do. Yeah, I give the women in my course, when I do the course, they get very clear instructions for how to read a profile, what to look for in the profile, how to read the pictures. You know, you look at the guy's pictures and you're looking for, well, do I find him attractive or not? But there's actually a lot more that you can glean from those photographs than just, is he attractive? Do I like the way he looks? Or does he lead a good lifestyle? You can tell that from the photos, but you can actually tell a lot more than that. So, you know, my clients learn how to really look at those profiles and look at those pictures and really assess who these men are and whether or not they want to go out on a date with them. Tracy says, I feel like I have a problem that I always put my children first, even though they're older. I feel like I need their approval if I want to go to dinner. But then again, it's the man I've been with for years and things happen that my son doesn't care for him. Tracy, are you still with this guy? So when you say he's the man that you've been with for years, I, I'm guessing you're still with him and your son just doesn't like him and doesn't. maybe he doesn't treat you well and your son just doesn't like the way he treats you. What is it that your son doesn't care for about him? And is this someone that you're still currently seeing? 
Karen, the Google site is called Reverse Image Search. So when you do this, they have you upload a picture and then you want to see if it's being used anywhere else online. So you go to Google Images and then you'll upload the image. There's something I think that says search by image and you can put the image in the box and then it will show you, you know, if somebody, if it's an actor and somebody's using the photos for fake purposes, you can do this reverse search. It'll tell you if those photos appear anywhere else online. And you really should do this. If somebody looks too good to be true or if it doesn't feel authentic or right, I would absolutely do a reverse Google image search, you know, to be sure. Any other questions? These are great questions. I'd love to know more, Tracy, about your situation. Anybody else have more questions for me? This is a Facebook Live q and I usually share a little bit on a topic at the beginning, and then I open it up to your questions. It gives you a chance to ask a bona fide dating coach, you know, what do I do? How do I handle this? What should I do here? So... Hi, Amal. So what is the what is the confidential and best website you recommend to find serious relationships? Well, Amal, you know, I have to say all of the sites work. I have clients who have been on every single site, every one, and they do work. Yeah, you got to know what you're doing. And it's more about knowing how to use the sites and have the right pictures and the right profile makes a difference. So Tracy says, yes, I'm still seeing him and he's verbally abusive and I think it's a comfort zone problem. I'm afraid to try and find someone else and I don't know why. Tracy, you should reach out to me. I know you come on these calls all the time. If you really want to get help for this and get this solved and find a true partner, then I am more than happy to talk to you. I help women all day long change their lives. It sounds like your son is right not to like this man and you're wasting time. You've been with him for how long? Oh, you just said for years. So yeah, you're wasting your time. And besides, who wants to be with a man who's verbally abusive? You know, what is that doing long-term to your self-esteem? I mean, he's bringing you down so much that you don't even have the wherewithal to leave him and now find a new partner. You've been with him for 19 years. Yeah, Tracy, you should contact me. You need to get help to get out of this. It sounds like you're just throwing years of your life away with a man who doesn't even deserve you. <laughs> Rod says, thank you, Rod. That's really sweet. Thank you. What do you think of women messaging men first? I've been matched with this guy for weeks and he hasn't messaged me yet. I'm about to take a break from dating, but I'm thinking about sending him my Facebook link to Messenger if he ever wants to go. Um, Shanice, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but you message somebody, but then if they don't message you back, then you got to let it go. Yeah, you got to let it go. Hey, Tyra, it's great to see you, honey. It's so good to see you. I wouldn't waste your time. Just send him one message and just say, hey, what's a girl got to do to get a date with a guy like you? And put a little wink and see what happens. Yeah, just put yourself out there and give it one try and see if he responds. If he doesn't, then you move on. It's a shame that you're going to take a break from dating. I wouldn't take a long one. I would stay out there. I would stay out there. And yes, Tyra met her guy in my course. She met her guy while she was doing this course with me. You know, it's not just enough to be on dating sites. You do have to know how to communicate with men, how to be fabulous and 
the kind of woman these really great men are looking for so that they can connect with you. These men know what they're looking for. Just like you think you know what you want, they're looking for certain things in a woman. Karen says, so you go on a date or two and the man is nice company. And of course, it's better than staying home. While it's pleasant, he's not the one. Are you better not to go out so you can serve your emotional energy? Well, you won't know, Karen, until you go out and try. But the bottom line is, like Tyra was saying, if you don't know how to connect with men and really create that deep, emotionally naked connection, you could keep going on date after date after date. My women learn how to really create a connection, how to get curious about a man, how to dig deep and get men to open up to them. You're another one who comes on all the time and I'm always grateful to see you. But the question is, do you want to get this solved or do you want to just keep trying to glean some tidbits from this? You know, you can glean a few tips here and a few tips there. But what if you had the whole recipe, the whole plan from the beginning to the end, like Tyra, to find true love and not just a little bit here and a little bit there? Don't you all just want to get this solved so that you don't have to spend more beautiful years of your life alone? That's the thing I don't understand. Like, I can sit here and answer your questions and I'm happy to do that. But if you contact me, we could really literally get this solved. That's what I'm here for. But if you just keep listening to YouTubes or following people online and trying to do this on your own, all you're going to do is waste years of your life. That's what love coaches do. They give you a real step-by-step plan for going out into the dating world and really teaching you things you don't know you don't know. Tools and skills that you have to have to really find a great partner. Come on, you guys. I've spent 19 years with the love of my life. I've been with the man of my dreams. I wake up and go to bed every night next to this amazing man. This could be you. Like you could be like me and like Tyra. You could have this thing solved. Tell us some tools we don't have that we don't know we need. Well, most of you, Cindy, don't know how to pick a good partner. You have no clue. You're going on dates and you have lists of things. I want a man who's You don't, most of you don't even know what your patterns are. You don't understand the repeating patterns, the mistakes that you're making repeatedly. You don't know what they are and you don't know how to stop doing them. That's the first thing. You don't really understand men. You don't know how to talk to them. You don't know what they want in a partner. You don't know how to ask for what you want and need. You need communication skills. You need to know how to pick a right guy. You need to know how to talk to men over text and flirting, just to flirt over text, just to get these guys' attention and how to speak to them. I mean, there's so much I can't even begin to tell you. Amal says, what do you think of getting married? Woman 53, man 32. My friend will do that. She wants me to ask you. She said he is crazy about her. Amal, I know people that are married that have younger men. I have a very dear friend. She's married to a man who's 14 years younger than her. That's a 20-year age difference. So I don't know if he's responsible and he's mature and he has a good career and he's not looking to her to support him or be his sugar mama. And he really has a good life and he's responsible and adult and mature. You know, if two people love each other, they can make it work. They can. So you said, my friend is watching you. She will go home and join your YouTube page. (laughs) 
look, I, you know, love is love. She has to decide if she's comfortable with it at 52 and 30, at 53 and 32. They're still both really attractive and in their prime. I'm just telling you on a very personal level as a woman, I would be very worried about being 63 and 42. That would be different or being 73 you know, and 52. So as we age, as we get older, that difference in age becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. For me, I actually married a man who's nine years older than me. And one of the reasons is because I knew I'd always be his younger, beautiful bride. And that felt good to me. So I knew that I would always be young and beautiful. And, and it's true. I always look young to him. <laughs> and it works for me. But if your friend is confident and she feels like this is a good choice, just to make sure that he's got a career, it's very important that a man has his own career and that he has financial means because otherwise he'll lose his sense of self. And that's not good. Men are very, very tied in to their careers and being able to support themselves financially. And they lose their sense of masculinity if they can't do that. Tyra said, it's worth it, ladies. I've been where you are. I used to overanalyze myself and dwell on all the what ifs. I was discouraged and wanted to give up numerous times. Lisa changed all of that. So I am not, you know, I don't plant the Tyra's here. Tyra came on just to listen in and she's a former client. Judy says, I have an off-topic question. You mentioned some earplugs you wear to help your partner storing. Yes. They are called Mighty Earplugs. They are amazing. There is nothing like them. And I know you can get them, I think, on Amazon, but they are worth it. They're blue and squishy. That's what they're called, Mighty Earplugs. (laughs) And boy, are they a life changer. I don't know. That's not off topic. (laughs) We need our earplugs if our guys snore, Judy. (laughs) That is for sure. My husband has uh, some apnea. So yeah, I, I am grateful for those things. Tyra's right. You know, um, women struggle and struggle and struggle. And then they come in and they do my course. And it makes a world of difference. The thing that most people don't realize is that there is a system to all of this. There really is a system. And I figured it out. And nobody else does what I do for my clients. Nobody, nobody. There's not a coach out there. My husband works with me in my business. He comes on all of our group calls. So my clients get to see Benjamin and me together. And they also get to get his opinion on things. My husband's a deep and insightful man and loving. So he's a really rare example of a truly evolved and masculine, kind, loving man. And the women that come in the course, they love having Benjamin there and and watching us together. Amal said, very good looking man, been divorced from Middle East, try to follow me. I really think he is nice, but mm, divorced from, yeah, I would be careful, Amal. I really would. You know, with all that goes on, you know, in the Middle East, there's very complex relationships, very, very complex relationships. So I would be very, very careful. And Patricia, you said that you met someone, we had three five-hour conversations and chatted daily for three weeks, and then he suddenly pulled away. You know, it's very hard to tell you exactly why. He could have been a love bomber. 
He may have been in a relationship and he was just wasting time. You all need to know that over 30% of men online are married or in a relationship. You have to be very careful because a lot of men, they're not getting the emotional connection from their wives or girlfriends, or they just love the attention. And so they go online. So a lot of times that's why, or it could have been because of something, you know, he didn't feel a connection with you. So you got to get these guys pretty quickly to a date and not just sit and chat with them. Yeah, he was divorced for three years. Well, Patricia, you don't know if you're talking to someone online what's going on. But if he disappeared like that, that's not how you treat somebody. And so I wouldn't trust a man like that. He's got some intimacy issues or something. A grown adult doesn't pull a woman into hours and hours of conversation and all and then just disappear like that. You don't do that to somebody. Now, I understand that there's ghosting and there's all of these things that people do, but it doesn't make it right. And you're looking for somebody who's, yes, women women claim men ghost. You're 100% right, Anthony. It goes on both sides, both sides. So he was the son of a family friend. That makes it all the worse, Patricia. That makes it that much worse that he would do that. He went very deep. It doesn't matter. People who do not respect connections and just disappear without saying something, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. And it is a two-way street. You can reach out to him, Patricia, and ask what happened. But if you don't get an answer, then that's not okay. If a man accuses you of cheating all the time and you're not, would it be that he is and just needs to blame you? He has an anxious attachment style. So he has a problem with intimacy and it doesn't automatically mean that he's cheating, but it does mean that he has trust issues for sure. And that he has an anxious attachment style. An anxious attachment style, Dalin, well, there's three. There's anxious, avoidant, and secure. Okay. So anxious, avoidant, and secure. Anxious people, oh my God, why isn't she texting? You're cheating. I don't, what, what were you up to? Whatever. They get very anxious when they start to get close to someone. An avoidant person, the minute he or she gets close to somebody, when the intimacy starts to get real, they pull away. They can't handle the intensity, so they pull away. And then the third one is secure. Those are people who are comfortable with intimacy. They're open. They can communicate. They're fine with being close. So there's a great book. It's called Attached, and I suggest you read it. It talks all about this. It will explain an anxious, avoidant, and secure attachment and how to identify what yours is and how to identify them in another person. You've got to know the attachment style of that man or that woman sitting across from you or you're going to get pulled in and it's not going to be good. Anxious, avoidant attachments are awful. All right, everybody. Goodbye. It's great to have the men on here. So it was wonderful to have you and Ron, Anthony, please come back and join us again. Your input is invaluable. 